0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. As always, my name is Carly Acolino. I'm your host, and I'm so excited to sit down and chat with my girls, okay? I have a bunch of emails that you all sent in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com, and I'm sitting here in front of my window, and I'm looking outside. It's 7 p.m. on Sunday that I'm recording this. Girls, the sun's still out. The sun is still out. The longer the sun stays out, the better my seasonal depression gets. So guess what? We had a great weekend. We're having a great week this week. I, um, thank shout out to Punxsutawney Phil for making <laughs> spring come early this year. I don't even know if he was right this year, but I love that little Punxsutawney Phil. He's so damn cute. That little chonker hedgehog. What is he? Oh, he's a groundhog. He's a groundhog. Uh, uh, me but I love Punxsutawney Phil which one was the one that, um, de Blasio killed? Do you guys remember that? Do you guys remember when de Blasio dropped the groundhog and it died? Hold on. When was that? I just know it's going to come up on Google. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. Groundhog dies after de Blasio fumble. Ugh. that what? what was that one's name? Oh my God, his name was Staten Island Chuck. Rest in peace, Staten Island Chuck. You didn't deserve to go out like that. Not the mayor dropping him. Did Bill de Blasio kill a groundhog? Oh my God, there's so much coverage on this. What was the name of the groundhog that died? What? Oh, another one died? What's with all the groundhogs dying? No, I was talking specifically about Staten Island Chuck. Damn. Let's see, what is Satani Phil's official name? Why is there so much info on the Groundhogs, you guys? This is going to be my, my deep dive for tonight. This is going to be what I end up looking at at freaking three o'clock in the morning. Or I'll wake up tomorrow morning. I'm going to LA tomorrow just because um, I have to work on Tuesday and then I come back on Wednesday because I am a single mother. I have two children at home. So I need to come back for them, okay? So, but I have their, their babysitters coming. My friend told me to please stop calling it that, but that's what it is. I don't really care. Um, I also wanted to tell you guys, I'm looking at my notebook right now and I wrote down in such huge letters. Like I thought this was the most important thing in the entire world that I had to tell my girls this. And it's a Trader Joe's item that I think you all should get. It's, um, Trader Joe's has these new olives that are really good girl. If you're an olive girl, get in the damn car before I even finish this because I bet you they're going to be sold out because they're so good. Like next time I see them, I'm getting five jars. Okay. They're grilled olives, which is insane. I've never seen anything like it before. They're so good. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, how weird is it? Like, how did they even get grilled? Like just picturing olives on a grill really like is there is something jarring about that. And there is something that doesn't sit right with me about that. But at the same time, they're so freaking good. If you're an olive girly, you better run. Run, don't walk, girl. Leave your job right now and go get them, okay? And you guys know I only recommend things. I'm not messing around with that. And I also have a new show that I think you guys should watch. It's called Poker Face. It's on Peacock, and it's really good. And Benjamin Bratt's in it. I mean, name a hotter guy. You can't. Actually, Adrian Brody is also in it, so they can fight. They can fight because they're both so hot, but I honestly think Benjamin Bratt is hotter in my humble opinion, you know, in my little, in my little opinion, but Adrian Brody's in it. And you guys know, I love a schnoz you. And, and I think Adrian Brody might have the schnozziest schnoz in all the land. So it's really good. You guys are going to love it. Um, Natasha Leone's in it and she's just unbelievable. Really, really unbelievable. So, okay. that Those were the important things that I needed to tell you. Also I have a sty in my eye. One thing about me is there's going to be a bump growing out of somewhere. <laughs> if it's not you you guys know. But I have a damn sty. I had a sinus infection all week. I had a fever. Imagine? Couldn't be me, but it was. It wasn't all week though. It was like 2 days. Um All right, let's see. All right. I'm looking in the um, camera in my computer. I'm like, oh my God, my eye is like so swollen, looking so stupid. Uh, Okay. I got a lot of emails in reference to the Caterpillar store. Okay. You guys are sending me pictures of Caterpillar shoes. You guys are going into the store and sending and taking a picture of the display and showing it to me. This, oh my God, wait, somebody sent me a picture of the shoe display at the, I don't know if it's the Caterpillar store, but there's several thousand boxes of Caterpillar shoes. And it says that they're $150. That's kind of expensive, right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's like luxury. That's probably like luxury work boots, right? I just love it so much. That's like having Ford. It's like having like a Ford backpack. (laughs) I don't know if it's necessary for them to make shoes, but I respect it. I'm not going to knock the hustle. Uh, Okay. So let's see. Let's get into this one says when the podcast is uploaded late, it feels like when you go to the pharmacy to pick up your prescription and it isn't ready yet. Oh my God. I hate that. That's so embarrassing. Let's see. This one says, help, I don't want to freak out my new friends. Hi, Carly and the Fluffy Sirs. I wrote in about a year ago asking how to meet new friends in the city. I have two friends that I met on TikTok that have quickly become my best friends in the past year, and two of them have never met IRL until recently. One of the girls introduced me to her little group of roommates, and they were all so amazing. Their apartment is like a sitcom. The feminine energy in there is amazing, and I feel so loved and welcomed by them. I have only met them about a month ago, but have been hanging out with them at their place a couple times a week. And recently we all got together to have a rainy day in. I invited my other TikTok friend and we all got along amazingly. My wedding is coming up in two months. I literally only have those two friends from TikTok that I've only known for a year and my two sisters as my close friends. I'm not doing a bridal party at my wedding, but I am planning a bridal shower and a bachelorette. Is it weird to invite these other new friends to my bridal shower and my bachelorette. These are major life events and these friendships are so new. I don't want to freak them out. I was just so sad thinking I'd only have two friends come to the bachelorette and the the bridal shower. It would be so amazing to have a big girl group to all go out with. What do you think? Is it weird to invite my new friends to my bridal shower do you think that they'll think it's weird that I don't have any other friends? Here's a pic of me and my fiance with our dog Winnie. She's basically a cat in a dog's body. Oh my god, you guys are so cute. Is this your engagement photo? Wait, that's the tiniest dog I've ever seen. It looks like a shoe. Girl, the way that I thought the dog was your husband's shoe. Like it looks like a caterpillar shoe. Stop. That's the tiniest cutest dog and you guys are beautiful together. Aw. Um I don't think at all that they would be freaked out if you invited them. I think it's so sweet. And I think that it's like very cute of you to even think that they would be under that impression. But I think you guys have been friends for a year. You've been hanging out a lot, of course. And I'm sure that they would really want to go. I would not hesitate um, or think or like feel self-conscious about it at all. You know, and people who are your real friends don't judge you on things like that. It's just, I I wouldn't worry about it. I I really wouldn't worry about it. You should invite whoever you think you'll have the most fun out with, and just have a really fun time with your friends and your sister and everybody else. Um, yeah, I don't think like real friends can be scared away. I mean, the things that I've said to my friends and and the things that my friends have said to me, I'm like, wow. <laughs> Like I'm gonna ride for my girls. Like I really don't care. I'll never judge. I'll never judge my friends. If if my girls are like, oh, the, and they tell me a crazy story, I'm like, that's actually sick. Like I love that you did that, and I love that for you, and that's such girl boss main character energy, and it's very high vibrational. I love that. <laughs> so your real girlies are never gonna judge you. <laughs> uh, let's see. This says vacation woes. Hey, Carly, just listened to last week's episode in the email about the girl who has challenges traveling with her one friend struck a chord with me. And I was curious about what your and all the other girls thoughts are on this. I have a similar similar situation, but from a different perspective, one of my best friends has a boyfriend of 10 plus years. I love him. He's so sweet. And they're such an adorable couple. However, the boyfriend makes a significant amount of money. My BFF has no job and makes virtually no money. The boyfriend pays for everything. Um, Every time we would go on vacation, they would get annoyed with me for not being able to afford certain things. One time we went out to dinner and there were only five of us and the bill was $4,500. What? What is this guy? Elon Muskrat? What is this? Jeffrey Bezos right now? Over $4,000 for five people to eat dinner is insane. Um, I make a, a pretty decent salary and I live comfortable life, but here's my real question, which I've been dying to ask. Every time I ask this question, I don't get a satisfying enough answer. How the fuck is everyone traveling? How can everyone afford to travel? Maybe it's just social media and the illusion of luxury, but it's so discouraging at times. Like my student loan payments are $700 a month. Once you pay rent and other bills, it goes fast. And I go on Instagram and there are a lot of, friends of friends who go to Europe like four times a year. What the fuck? I feel like people are either a legitimately good with money and saving B had everything handed to them their whole life by their parents or C are in severe credit card debt. Am I really the only one? I feel like everyone is always out traveling and spending money. And I'm like, how are they affording this lifestyle? Honestly, let's be real. I'm not just, I'm just jealous. I'm not in Europe. A sigh someday. Love you lots. Hope this email doesn't sound bitchy or bitter. No, it doesn't sound bitchy or bitter at all. I a thousand percent know where you're coming from too. I think, I think the illusion of social media is a really good point, right? Like I'm not really a you guys know I, I don't really post that much on social media, like a handful of times a year. Like I'm just not an online person really. Um but there's people that I follow that I'm like, every time I log in, she's in who knows where the hell she, it's like, where in the world is she? There's like a handful of people I follow. I'm like, this girl has a million stamps on her damn passport. She's in Spain. She's in Italy. She's in France. Well, where the hell, when the hell is she going to be back here? And what's she doing over there? You know, I think that a lot of times it could be, yeah, it could be like they save, but if you're traveling that often, how much can you really be saving to afford like four trips to Europe a year? It's crazy. Like that's a fortune, right? So maybe they put it on the card and pay it back later. I think there are a lot of people who just like on the other end of it where you're like, oh, maybe they're really good with money and saving. Like maybe they're really bad with money and saving. And they're just like fuck it. You only live once. I'm gonna go travel, you know. Um, or they could, or it could be funded by somebody else. It could be, you know, their family, or you know, something like that. Their boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. Maybe they have family in other countries. I don't know. I think it's just dependent on the person. It depends on the person. But. Yeah. I think about that stuff all the time too. And I'm jealous too. Like what the fuck? Like I should be over there in Italy eating, eating, drinking, smoking. (laughs) God forbid I absorb some type of history, but eating, drinking, smoking, looking at statues. Okay. Catch me looking at statues in Europe. Cause that's what I want to be doing. I love like, even when, um, I was in England, like you just see people that, you know, are like tourists, no matter where you go, you like see people that, you know, aren't like from England or from Italy. Like you hear, they have like an accent, they're from another country. And the people that really get me is that you see them like shopping at really expensive stores or walking around with these humongous shopping bags. I'm like, oh my God, imagine doing both. Imagine traveling somewhere and buying expensive shit. Once you get there, like that's wild to me. That's crazy to me. good for them. I love my girls. I just want my girls to go out and have fun, but I get where you're coming from. And I've also been on the other side of it too, where like, you know, when I was like younger, I had friends that were way like, uh, they like either had family, like they had help from their parents. Right. And like, I couldn't afford to go out to dinner and it's hard. It's hard to kind of find a balance there. Like, I would have to save up for a lot, like to be able to go out to dinner or to be able to buy something or go to the movies, you know? So, I get where you're coming from with that. Let's see. I hope you knew. I mean, if you're out with a really rich person and the bill is $4,500, what are you doing? You're not chipping it. You're not paying a, a fourth, are you? No. <gasps> no, that's too expensive. It's too expensive. Okay, you guys, just a quick word from our friends this week. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Learning who you are is a lifelong journey. BetterHelp's online therapy can deepen your self-awareness until you're no longer bringing home losers and making decisions that you regret the next morning. Now, they put that in the copy. That wasn't me saying that. (laughs) They really really called us girls out. (laughs) No, they really called us girls out, I swear. And BetterHelp... (laughs) I honestly love it. I love the tone of it because it's actually true. I think it's so important that we take care of our mental health, that we surround ourselves with people that – that are good for us and that are good for our energy. And I think always therapy and talking to somebody can really help us get down to the nitty-gritty. And I think BetterHelp has such a great system for that. Um, it's really convenient. Uh, you take a quick survey and get connected with a licensed BetterHelp therapist. It's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. If you need to switch therapists, um, you can make a change at no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelpcom secret keepers today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com help, slash secret keepers. And we also have, um, the we, we also have Dipsy, which I'm so excited about. People get turned on in all sorts of ways. Okay, Dipsy is here to help you. And, and some of us get turned on with with losers that we bring home. And I, and I can't I can't control it. Okay, now we're, we're doing a callback on the ads. So some people get turned on in all sorts of ways. Dipsy is here to help you discover what gets you going. Dipsy is an app with hundreds of short, sexy audio stories by women for women. With immersive soundscapes, realistic characters, and new content releasing weekly there is always something to discover you guys know I think this is such a cool idea I've never heard anything like it I think they are I mean they're definitely the first company that I've heard of doing this and I really like it I think it's cool keep it spicy keep it fun and there's new stuff all the time so that's great Dipsy also offers sleep stories and wellness sessions are you tired of hearing other people talk try their sexy stories that you can read alone or with a partner or two Okay, just for the girlies, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash secret keepers. That's 30 days full of access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash secret keepers. That's dipsystories.com slash secret keepers. Okay, this one says, didn't the psychic say, didn't the psychic say on an episode, uh, didn't you say on an episode that the psychic told you that you would move in with a guy and get married, or something crazy like that, or maybe it was a baby. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, girl. But your neighbor that you talked—oh God, definitely not. No. <laughs> um, one of the last episode. Maybe that's what she was talking about. Who knows? You know. Anywho, here's a pic of my cat. She's 13. Oh, let me see the cat and my dog and my baby. Oh, love you and Robert and Stanley and all the girlies. Hold on, let me see. Let me see. The baby is so damn cute. Oh my God. In his little St. Patrick's Day outfit with the little chunky arms. And then that cat looks like the smartest person I've ever met in my life. The smartest person I've ever met. This one says, and also I don't remember the psychic reading. I'm trying to think of which, I mean, I've only been to like one psychic in the last like I stopped going for like years because you guys might remember. I remember I went to a really really expensive psychic and then after I saw him, I didn't see one for a really long time until recently. So I have to look back and and see what she said when I went to her. Um oh, and then there was another there was a um one of the listeners had sent me a reading that she gave me. Cause I had said, Oh, if you guys are like psychics, let me know. And I'll get a reading from you or something. So maybe it was, but I think it was sounds more like the recent one. I'll have to check back on that. I, I don't have a great memory. Sometimes this one says need help for me and my fellow girlies on hinge. Hello, beautiful angels, Carly, Robert and Stanley Tooch. First of all, uh, girl, what's the update on the hottie in your building? Oh my God. Uh, also please fill the girlies in on your date with your ex who sometimes listens to the potty. I hope he didn't hear the BH bump episode since you clearly stated it was for zero men's ears. He must be special for you to go back out with him again. I hope he has a future in city sanitation and all of your dreams come true. Oh gosh. Um, okay. So the, uh, I'll answer both of these things. So the neighbor, I don't think there's like really um I don't think it's like really like a he's really nice and we had fun. Like I don't know if we had fun. We had a nice time, you know, and he's really nice, but I don't think there was like a major like chemistry there. I just don't think there was chemistry. He's really gorgeous, but you know, and I'm sure he felt the same way. Like, but we like chit chat and who knows, but I don't think it was anything um, that would like turn into like something in a romantic way. So let's see. And then she says, what about the, <laughs> what about the ex?" So I hung out with this guy who I dated years ago. Okay. This was like seven years ago, maybe even a little bit long, maybe like seven, eight years ago. I don't remember, but it didn't end terribly like he didn't like cheat or anything like that but it just didn't end well like i was kind of like fuck you because it wasn't it was really difficult to begin with because he was living all over the place like he doesn't live here he travels a lot and it was difficult and then i felt like i was trying to make it work and he wasn't really meeting me there um but for years he was very apologetic and, you know, trying to see me and making an effort to see me and, you know, kind of like owning up to being an idiot. And I was just like, you know, I don't really like to revisit things like when they end, I could be friends with people that I dated, but I don't know. There's a fine line there, but I'm like, I'm not gonna torture this guy. And we were like friends, we would like talk and stuff like that. but he happened to be in town. so he obviously still doesn't live here. Um, and he happened to be in town and we went out and it was so much fun. Like that's fun, like that was fun. Um and it's weird because I had said to my friends like the next day, like, I would I was not upset about him. I was just like, ugh, like, of course, the people that you have these like strong connections with, it's just impossible. It's always impossible. It's never like, yeah, and he lives in New York. He lives like in Brooklyn, (laughs) you know. But what can you do? Um, but it was nice. It was good to see him. And and I'm sure I'll I'll see him again. But let's see, maybe he gave me a sty. He might be the one that gave me the sty in my eye. Anywho, Um, let's see. Okay, so she says, anyway, speaking of dates. I wanted to ask you if you had any, any advice for setting up dating profiles. I think you mentioned that you had a hinge at some point. Do you have any strategies for the prompts or specific types of pictures that you use? Um, like, do you show off your personality in a short amount of info so that you can attract guys that you would be interested in? I feel like the guys who like my funny prompts are so noncommittal, even for a date. And the ones who just like my pictures just sit in my matches and do nothing. Also, what are your thoughts on messaging and liking them first? Do you just wait for them to make the first move? Love you lots, big hugs and kisses right on the lips for you and the kitty boys. So the only dating app I'm on and have been on the longest is Raya. Like, girl, I've been on Raya. (laughs) Hey, guess what? Raya doesn't work (laughs) because I've been on it for fucking a million years. But um, I've had the other ones, but I think that the longest I ever had one was like, actually like 48 hours because then I'm just like, Oh, I don't know. I, I feel like, um, I don't remember if it was like Bumble or hinge or something, but people were like screenshotting my profile and DMing it to me. And like, I was just like, Oh, I can't, you know, it's just like, I can't, but I did just recently help my bestie set up her hinge And one of the prompts that I filled out for her, she said, it's, it's her biggest hit because I said, the key is to say something that's like a little self-deprecating. You don't have to like insult yourself, but a little self-deprecating. That's like a funny story that they'll inquire more about. Right. So she said, oh, I like, don't even know. And like, I can't even think of a funny story. I said, girl, write that you got drunk off of a baked Alaska when you took one bite of it because she did. And I was like, and I bring it up all the time, like all the time. I'll be like, remember when you took one bite of a dessert and then you were like, I'm so drunk. And it it was honestly so embarrassing, but I always make fun of her for it. And so she put that as her like prompt. I don't remember what exactly the prompt was. It was like, um, I'm embarrassed to admit, or like a funny story about me or whatever. And she said, it's her biggest hit guys either message her and say, what's a baked Alaska? Or they'll go, how did you get drunk off a baked Alaska? Isn't a baked Alaska dessert or whatever. So I think that's like a cute little funny, like anecdote that you have like a story connected to is always fun. Like maybe I would put, I'm trying to think you know, maybe I would put, uh, you know what I think I would actually put, I think I would be like, ask me about what happened with David Blaine. Because you guys remember when David Blaine saw my butthole (laughs) on accident, I didn't show it to him. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And and listen, sometimes when you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, you see my, butthole. (laughs) sorry, David Blaine. I thought you were a magician. I thought you were a magician. Wouldn't it be funny if later on, I like money came out of my butt. Anywho, I would have probably say something like that. Um, but just like a funny little quirky thing and picture wise. Oh, it's so hard because I don't really have, I feel like all of my pictures are so old. Cause I just don't take pictures of myself. I took like a selfie a few weeks ago when I was mortified. Like, I don't know why, but taking pictures is so embarrassing to me. Like, I can't, I'm so bad at it. I think that's what it is. When I'm feeling, when I'm really feeling myself and I'm feel, I'm vibing and I'm like, oh, let me take a picture. Like, I feel so cute. I look at the picture and I go, who the fuck is that woman? And she, I hate her. I hate that girl. I don't know who that girl is, but she needs to get off my phone and get off my page. So Maybe if I was better at taking pictures, I would like, anywho, eh, just do stuff where you like, like your outfit, you feel cute. You feel like it's like a good vibe. Um, I'm trying to think, what do I even have on my, like Raya photos? I think I just have like random stuff, but let's see. What are my thoughts on messaging and liking them first? I don't know how hinge works. Uh, oh no I think hinge is just like regular right like you could message them first I think it's um I think it's fine I would probably wait like I don't know is that the game you play right if you match with someone you like wait to till like closer to the end of like when it's closer to expiring so that way it's not like oh hey like I noticed we just matched five seconds ago what's up with you and I love you But one thing about me is I will message guys first and I just will say, I love you. And they never have answered. Like, that's one thing about me is, is guys aren't going to answer me. (laughs) So I don't know. Maybe don't listen to my advice. I think it's okay to message them first. I don't think it's really that. What bothers me so much is the back and forth of like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, nothing. How about you? It's it's like, hey, ask me out on a fucking date. Why do? Why am I asking about your family? Why do I know about your family? I don't even know you, and I'm probably never going to meet you in my life. So now you're telling me where you're from. Guess what? I'm not sure that I care. Tell me when we're on a date. And you could just do shit like that. Hey, what day is good for you this week? I'm free Tuesday, Thursday. Let me know if you want to go get a drink. Boom. That's all. Hey, I'm really busy this week, but I'm free Tuesday, Thursday, or I'm free, you know, whatever, whatever days you're free at night. If you want to grab a drink, would love to chat then, but we're not pen pals. Okay. Um, I think that's the way to go. And then we have our babies, the things that changed my damn life pretty litter, okay? Stop trying to read your cat's mind and get pretty litter. This litter changes colors to alert you with possible pet illnesses, so you'll know right away if something is wrong. This is something I've always wanted to try, and I will be a lifelong customer of pretty litter. I actually was using a different kitty litter for the whole time I've had my cats, and they made the transition. They switched really well, which I was nervous about, Um, but they, they use it and I love it because, girl, cats are so resilient. Sometimes I look at them, I'm like, I feel like there's something wrong with him. Because, like, my cats are really, they're really goblins. And and one of them's looking at me right now, and I think he might actually, he's about to kill me or something. But they're so resilient that sometimes we don't know our pets are sick until, you know, they're really in pain. And they really start to express that. And a few weeks ago, um, I was nervous. I thought something was going on with Robert. And I I felt so relieved that the pretty litter was coming up the right color uh, because it changes colors. It's really cool. It changes colors if they have a kidney problem, if they have a urinary tract problem. Um, so it's it's really just been, like, something to ease my mind. And I have noticed, too, there is less, like, tracking with it somehow some way and it is really pretty when I put when I pour it in the box I'm like this is literally gorgeous it's like crystals really beautiful stuff and of course Martha Stewart of course Martha Stewart's involved in it Because she loves her cats and she's a classy lady. Um, Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash secret to save 20% off your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash secret. To save 20%, prettylitter.com slash secret. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, so this next one says, are you serious? Uh Uh-oh. Hey, Carly and the kitties. I used to watch girl code in my besties basement in high school and rediscovered your potty within the past year. And I'm so glad to have you back. Oh, thank you so much. Um, Two things. First is a funny potty pants incident. And the second is a question I need advice with. So skip to number two. If you're sick of potty pants stories, girl, I'm never sick of it. I love a shit crap. I had just gotten home from the hospital after having my baby girl photo attached and was crying while rocking her because I was overwhelmed with hormones and emotions and finally bringing her home and having, uh, and having her meet our dog. I was wearing a diaper because it's easier postpartum and then trying to have a ginormous pad on. I didn't want it to move all of a sudden. And had to pee, I didn't want to move all of a sudden, and I had to pee super bad. Postpartum pee is like really sudden, and I would usually just piss myself on the way to the bathroom anyway. So I figured whatever, I'm wearing a diaper, so who cares? I'll just pee. Bad idea. I peed right through my diaper and onto my new rocker. Oh no, I laughed hysterically and it made my crazy emotions settle a bit from the funny moment. Oh my god. Yeah, something like that. You just gotta laugh. I think it's good that you laughed about it too. We don't call that a shit happens though. We call that you're in trouble. Shout out to Diane from the Spotify live chat who who created that. So that's so funny. It happens to the best of us. And then the next one is the next question she has is, I have a bestie who is a mother of three, one baby with a broken engagement that was for the best. Shortly after her engagement ended, she started hooking up with a guy and then got accidentally pregnant right away. They continued the relationship, eventually moving in with each other and having another adorable oopsie baby. That'll be one next month their relationship has had its ups and downs, but overall the guy she is with has refused therapy, is an alcoholic and pressures her sexually in ways that she isn't comfortable. She has talked many times about being unhappy with him, but she's scared to be a single mom of three. Yes, that would be very hard. She has said that she wants to, wanted to break it off before, but she never followed through. A few weeks ago, she went on a spiritual retreat and called me explaining how she genuinely, genuinely believes this man isn't right for her and that she's been trying to connect with God more to help make a decision. She said her mind is officially made up and she's going to leave him and she was making a safety plan on how to approach this and try and get him to move out of the house. I have always been very supportive of her, never judging her, and mostly just allowing her to vent and let her come to her own decisions without telling her my opinions so that she is true to what she really wants. After she told me this, I continued to check in on her to see how she was doing. This week, we met up for lunch, and she never once mentioned her relationship. She's still with the guy and has not followed through with what I had hoped to be and what was communicated to be her final decision. I know this is not an easy follow through, but I'm worried that she's falling back into her old ways and won't actually carry out her plans. My question is, should I address this with her in, again, a very loving and supporting way and that she should follow her heart or ignore it and just go with the flow? Oh, and then she gives me pictures. Stop. How cute is your baby? How cute? Oh my God. That is the cutest baby. Stop. Oh, and then there's another picture. Hold on. Cute dog too. Not as cute as the baby, but he's up there. Um, so I think with this, one thing that we have to do when, when somebody that we love and one of our friends is in a, in a relationship like this, we do have to keep checking in on them. And I know that you are but I think we need to not only let them know that we're there for them, but also kind of level it out and remind them, like, I'm here for you. I, I know that you're unhappy. We've had this conversation before. And it's probably just lo- a logistic nightmare for her. I think that she's probably just trying to plan it out. But it's good to just check in and ask, like, what's your plan? What's your plan with him? When do you think you're going to do it? Do you need any help from me? Is there anything I could do um, to make your life easier? Because you're right. It is like she has her hands full in such a way that it's not easy to just like pull the trigger on it. I'm sure she's trying to figure out a game plan, but I wouldn't feel uncomfortable bringing it up if I were you. I'm sure that um, she would appreciate it. Let's see Ch-ch-ch. why somebody made fun of me that I always go. Ch-ch-ch. Okay. Sorry about that. It's me. Um, It's my brain. It's my brain working. Let's see. This is where we just were. Hold on. This one says. Hi, Carly and the precious baby angels, Robert and Stanley. I've been listening to the potty for about two years now, and it's seriously one of the things that I look forward to most at the beginning of the week. Oh, thank you. You and the girlies have always been cracking me up, and I honestly feel so understood and seen through the stories that everyone writes in. I'm writing in for my bathtub tonight, sitting here in my feels, and I thought, who better to talk to than the girls? I have just been feeling really sad lately, and I think my boyfriend and I are hitting the quote-unquote roommate stage of living together, and I don't really know how to navigate that. My boyfriend and I have been together for almost two years, and we recently just moved across the country together in for the first time in January. Um, We moved so that he could go to grad school, Penn State, if any local girls out there are listening. I work completely remote, so moving away was not as hard for me logistically, but I have a lot of friends out on the East Coast, so I was happy to do it. When we first moved in, we were so excited, spending every minute together, getting excited to explore, decorating our house, and just so stoked to start our lives together. We've been there about three months now, and it's starting to feel like the energy is starting to die out, and we've gotten into our routines. We don't really have sex that much anymore, and there's just not a spark of excitement that I was feeling for a while. Now, on the weekends, we usually just stay at home and watch TV, and on Friday, look at each other like, hey, what are we doing this weekend? And both of us kind of just shrug. I'm just starting to miss the way our relationship used to be before we moved in together. We used to get so excited to see each other and we would see each other on the weekends and on weeknights after work. It just felt like our time together was so much more special. I've heard this is pretty normal, but it's not something I've ever really dealt with before. This is my first time living with a partner. And I was wondering if you were the girls had any advice on how to navigate the roommate stage of the relationship and- had any tips on how to maintain the spark. I love my boyfriend so much, and we have so much fun together. I'm just an overly anxious girly and want to know if it gets better or if this is just a face. And then, ooh, and then she, uh-oh, and then she gives me three of my favorite places that I always talk about as a fuck, Mary kill. So... I think this is so normal. I've been there before. Like when you live with a partner, especially like when you first moved in there, there is like an adjustment period. Um, and it is exciting at first, but then you just kind of, you have to get into your routines. Right. I think that anytime, whether you're living with someone or not, anytime you're in a relationship and you feel like there's a lull, I think that it's good to meet in the middle and come like, Come to a compromise of like, okay, what are we going to do so that we don't feel this way anymore? Are we going to do Friday night date night? Are we going to, you know, go to the movies once a week? Are we going to do something on Wednesday? Are we going to do something on Thursday? Like, I think like having a plan like that is really helpful. It might seem a little bit crazy to like manage like a schedule like that with somebody, when you live with them, it feels like, oh, well, why would I have to do that? We live together. We're with each other all the time, but it's nice for you to have something to look forward to. Um, That's something that I always think is so important because I've been in relationships where like, oh, we don't really go out. We don't really do anything. And it's just like, you need that too. You need to get dressed up. You need to, you know, like feel pretty. You need to be excited to go out somewhere and have something to look forward to. And I think stuff like that even if it's not going out to dinner just like some activity you guys can do every week what if you cook together um every friday or do like pizza every friday or something like that i think it's important um to like plan things because otherwise it is so easy to just be like oh let's watch like 75 episodes of this thing on netflix which to me that's my favorite thing to do but it's also very important to not uh, fall into a rut, you know. Okay. <laughs> okay, so this one looks like it has a couple of follow-ups. Let's see. This says, not a girl, but always a girly. Fuck Mary Kill included. Okay. A hello to you and the boys love you in the podcast. Big fat smooch right on the lips. All that jazz. Let me jump right into it. I was dating someone we'll call X1. X1 and I were on and off for about two years. She really sucked in parentheses manipulative and didn't respect boundaries, et cetera, et cetera. And she was friends with X2 and that's how we met. X2 and I didn't date until way after X1 and I broke up. No cheating or anything X2 and I have also been on and off because she's pretty flighty and moved across the country and I'm in school. So I have a little time to date. So I have little time to date. She moved back to my city and we're on friendly terms, hanging out all the time, but I still have feelings for her. She was there even before I transitioned. I'm a trans masculine female to male, and she was there for me through a lot of my early stages. Should I ruin the friendship and tell her that I still have feelings or should I say nothing? Thank you in advance for yelling at me because I know this is fucking ridiculous. P.S. Shit will crap in if you read this. (laughs) Now you threatening me with the shit crap ins. (laughs) That's something I definitely need to follow up on. I don't think it's crazy and I'm not going to yell at you. I get it. Like I was saying before, like there's certain people that you just have a connection with that it's, it's rare to find something, someone like that. Right. So I think you should just, I think you should just tell her I really do because I'm sure she feels the same way about you or, and if she doesn't, that's okay too. I don't think it'll ruin the friendship, but I don't know. I feel like you can't just go from, Oh fuck. Is my mic out again? It better not be um if you go from like relationship to friends there's still always some kind of thing there that it's like hey you know that I'm in love with you and I'm obsessed with you and if you want me to like if you want me to marry you I'll marry you like literally just all you have to do is ask me once there is some kind of underlying that sometimes you got to play with your your card see I knew it I knew this was gonna go out mother of god this happens every week Jeez Louise, I think it's better now. But what I was saying is there's always like that person that you're just like, you have you have a past with, and then you see them and you're like, listen, I'm freaking literally like, I we're just friends, but I am, I'm fucking in love with you. Like I literally am in love with you. So Either like we'll be best friends or we could get married and have babies. Like it's truly your call. Um, Super casual, either way. I think that's a good way to, to frame it. But then wait, they sent me a follow up email after that. Update X2 told me she thinks her friend thinks I'm cute, so I'll just go die now. Oh no. Update part two, X2 told me she had a sex dream about me. What the fuck am I supposed to think? Okay, so now all the, okay, you want to know what? These last two emails are actually adding up to be something really, I figured it out. I cracked the case. Okay, so X2 is the one that you're in love with, right? And you weren't sure if you should tell her. And then she turns around and this is some shit that I would do. So I like the way, I like the way she's thinking. She went to you and she said, Hey, like one of my friends thinks you're cute. What do you think about that? Because she wants you to be like, mm, I'm not interested. Like, you know, like, and and she'll know that in your head you're just like, mm, I'm obsessed with you. I love you. Why would I date one of your friends? Okay. And then the next update part two, she told me she had a sex dream about me. What the fuck am I supposed to think? You know what you're supposed to think. You know what you're supposed to think. Okay. Anytime I've told a guy, like, oh, I like had this dream about you. A lot of times I won't even say sex dream. I'll just go, I had a dream about you. And they're like, oh, really? Like, what did you, what did, what was it? Like, what? explain it to me like oh please you know what I'm doing the wheels should be turning the wheels should be turning meanwhile the dream is like a fever dream and it's like he's my sleep paralysis demon in the corner of my room we never even had sex but I don't have to tell him that I'm just like yeah like I can't be like oh you're haunting me but anywho I think that she likes you and you have to um you have to just tell her and, and if she's your real friend, then, then you guys can continue to be friends. And I don't think it will end anything. But the, the the hey, I had a dream about you is such like, I mean, I used to do that all the time. Oh, hey, I had a dream about you. And guys were like, wait, wait a minute. Hold, hold on. They really, really go there. It's like, we get it. Um, okay. So then the fuck, marry, kills that we got. Are candles, incense, wallflowers, which is a, apparently in parentheses it says bath and body works plug I've never used those. Um, candles, incense, wallflowers. I love candles, but I can't burn them because I have to be selective of when I burn them. I do burn my candles, but I can't just have them running all day, right? Because I have cats, my cats are fluffy, my cats are attracted to light. They're like a bunch, they're like a bunch of little flies. Okay. So you got to be careful. I have to be like in the room in front of the candle the entire time it's burning. If I go to the bathroom, I bring the candle with me. Like that's how paranoid I am about them. Anywho. So I'm going to fuck the candle. I'm not going to marry it because it's, it's, it's rare. <laughs> okay. It's rare. And then I'm going to marry incense because you guys know, I love my incense and then I'll kill the, the bath and body works one. And then the other one is, Oh, we we got two more. The other one is Bamante's, Ray's, and Balthazar. Jeez Louise. I love ba- Okay. So Bamante's is old school Italian. Ray's is a divey bar that I go to with my friends that like a bunch I, that like I know everybody that works there. And it's just like that kind of place. And then Balthazar is like a very luxurious, classic old New York. Like we're getting oysters and French fries and having a little kiki. Okay. So I'm going to have to fuck. I think I'm going to marry Oh No, I'm going to marry Balthazar. Are you kidding me? Right. And then you're like, okay, so you're going to marry Balthazar. Sorry, I got to kill Raze, unfortunately. I'm going to marry Balthazar. I'm going to fuck Bamontes because Bamontes is like in the mafia. You can't just go. You can't kill Bamontes. And I'm not saying that they are, I'm saying it as a, if it had a personality, it's like a Sopranos thing. Like it reminds me of that. Um, And then the next one is, this is an obscure one, cold Corona with Mexican food, wine with pasta or soju with Korean barbecue. This is so hard because I love all of these foods so much. I think I'm going to kill, I absolutely need I need Corona with Mexican food. So I'm marrying that. And then I think I can fuck the wine and then kill the soju. But that's not easy. Hey, that's not easy. Okay. Um, all right, you guys, you know, I love you. You can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. I hope you have a great week. Good vibes. You know, my girlies, the sun's out for longer. So we are feeling good we're feeling frisky. Okay. And I love you so much and I'll see you next week. Bye.